0: Welcome to the Data Led Podcast, brought to you by Inner Trends. This podcast is dedicated to helping folks become data led to build better products and experiences.
1: Today's topic is influenced by a data analysis I have performed multiple times. And every single time, the same conclusion stood out. The element with the biggest impact on your onboarding rate is not something inside onboarding process, but something outside it. It's the messaging on your homepage or on the landing pages you use to promote your product. So today's topic is about that. How do we write better messages? How can you, as a product person, as a builder, be better and how do you get started at writing messages that convert? And who else to talk about this than Pep Laya, the CEO of Winter, company which purposes to fix this, to help everyone write better messages. Hi, Pep, how are you?
0: Hey, thanks for having me.
1: Great. So I'm a product person. I just found out that different landing pages with different messages will generate different onboarding rates in my product. How do I get involved in the process of Writing better messages.
0: Well, uh, that's probably a, a little bit of a too broad question. It depends on what the team structure is. Is there know, a product marketing team who's already owning this? Is there a copywriter in place, or you? You're the only one. Um, so, the, let's, the let's, dynamics let's, of the team depend.
1: Let's let's say there is a marketing team who is very uh, like oh has the ownership of the website and every landing page that goes there and they do a lot of A/B testing and all of that. And you just come to them and say, hey guys, you need to stop because some of the leads that you generate, some of the accounts that you create, yeah, you seem to, they seem to be amazing on your end, but their boarding rate is rubbish. How do you mm. deal with that?
0: Yeah, so if we're not converting enough people or we're converting uh, wrong kind of people um, to get inside our apps, and it's possible that it is a messaging problem. And the number one thing about any, solving any type of messaging issue is understanding what the problems are. Because like, you can only fix a problem that you know exists. Now, an A-B test does not tell you what the problems are. A-B test is a measurement methodology, right? It tells you whether B is better than A and by how much. But it doesn't tell you... You know, what, what the problem is. And so really what you need here is, is a form of qualitative research. And the qualitative research, you know, essentially is talking to people. And so your messaging is designed to influence your ideal customer. So that means that the group of people that you need to um, survey or interview or talk to are your people representing your ICP. And, and um, um, message testing is a form of qualitative research. And the, the whole point is that you get your messaging in front of your target audience and you ask them questions about it. Questions that help you uncover friction. Questions that help you un- understand what is unclear or what do they have doubts about or, um, and so on and so forth. And once you understand where the problems are, now you can start, you know, coming up with ideas of how to fix those issues.
1: So basically what you are saying is uh, if you have an idea of an A-B test before you run that A-B test, maybe you should actually do a messaging testing, put that message in front of audience and ask them questions about what they think about that message, how they react to it. So you can figure out what's the reaction. Is it good? What are they saying about it? Can you share some examples of questions that you should ask right. when doing uh, the messaging uh... right
0: we need to distill messaging down into smaller components you know what, what does good messaging even look like or what what does it consist of? because somebody signing up for your product is the effect and messaging for the most part is the cause you know obviously if there's somebody who is a warm referral, they don't maybe even read anything they just sign up but if it's cold traffic, they're going to read. And messaging does most of the work when it comes to increasing their motivation to take action. So, what are the five components of messaging that matter the most? So, number one thing is clarity. Like, do you understand what it is? What is the product? Who is it for? What do I use it for? You know, what's the what problem do you solve for me? What's the desired outcome? If the clarity is poor, like I don't get it, I don't understand, I don't know if it's for me, never going to buy it. So number one thing is clarity. The second, the most important thing is is relevance, meaning that the things that are on the homepage or landing page are those things that aligned with my priorities and my challenges at hand. So maybe I understand everything that's written there, but it talks about a problem that I don't have. So hence, I'm not going to buy, I'm not going to sign up, so relevance. Then it's the value proposition itself. Like how much do I want the value that is being uh, communicated? So maybe I, I get it, it's relevant. I do need this, whatever thing that they're selling here. Like how compelling is the pitch? Like there's a degree of, like there's a, it's a continuum, right? How compelling is this? And then finally, there might also be like, uh, you know, depending on the company, some companies might care about their, their brand. Like, are we coming across the way we want to come across, like soft values, and then differentiation. So for most products, you have alternatives. So if you're a mixed panel and you don't say how are you different from, like, amplitude or heap or inner trends, you know, maybe I'm not going to buy, right? So you need to uh, lead with those things. So no, and so you ask about the questions. So questions should be about each of these five components. So let's take clarity. After, you know, after reading this bit or everything, what's still unclear? What's unclear about this? So you understand what needs, where you need to improve clarity. Relevance is like, is this aligned with your uh, priorities and, and challenges? Or you might also do um, a separate, like a qualitative survey, like what are your challenges and priorities? So you would, you would do, yeah, no. for compelling this like uh, or friction, like what's holding you back from signing up right now? What are your biggest doubts about it? So this is all about the value and then friction in, in, the, in the sales process. Once you, you know understand the key things where what's unclear, you know, what's holding them back. Now you can start making changes. Uh, you can also ask them after reading everything, what are you still not getting? Meaning to identify gaps in the information so maybe you don't talk about a very important thing uh, that should be there
1: i love that especially as it's very aligned with the framework that we use we say that everything about what you do in your product is linked to the promise you make and the promise needs to be clear if it's not a clear promise i'm not sure what it is i'm going to sign up for. To. It need to be relevant to my to my situation, just like uh, just like you say it. But often, so if we go back to the initial scenario, so I'm a product manager. I just discovered that, and the team and I convince them to do a test. Let's do a messaging test and find out what's there. And the results come in, and everything is unclear, not relevant. It's like terrible. Mm. Where do I take it from there?
0: yeah so once you understand specifically like what is unclear you know you use your own brain like how could we say this in a more you know how can we make this more clear how can we add more detail and of course the trouble here is is we can't use too many words because if we like just write long ass paragraphs that it's not going to read it so copywriting is difficult there's no doubt about it so some some product people are great with words, and some people struggle putting a sentence together. So if you see sentences that are overly vague and use like generic language, let's grow the business, you know, like what does that even mean? So those, those are all symptoms of somebody who's a bad copywriter. So there are some copywriting principles, like anything that is vague, you want to make specific. You want to avoid superlatives, you know, best, fastest, easiest. Nobody's going to believe that. And it's also not true. And if it is true, it truly is the fastest. And it's also something that the buyer cares about. You know, you need to back it up with proof. Like what's the, what are the, you know, who says who, you know, essentially. Yeah. So, you know, it's copywriting, essentially.
1: Okay. So let me tell you, let me share with you the exercise uh, I've witnessed and we actually did it uh, with winter. And so the first test goes like, People don't understand anything. Everything is unclear. They, they, Not only they don't understand, they have a totally different, like when they're asked to explain what they understand, it's totally different from what the reality is. So, and this exercise we took as somebody who's not a copywriter, not an expert in copywriting. So we redid the page by taking out all the adjectives, only nouns, only things that are easy to understand, but not attractive okay. in any way, like it's boring very boring but clear so we add that clarity we do a test and then we hear from the people oh does this mean that or does it and we start getting adjectives from the audience and then we do another iteration and by further the fourth iteration we got to a point where it becomes clear and it becomes relevant Um, would you approve of this strategy and what other strategies would you Suggest to somebody uh, to improve their messaging for iterations.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, it is hundred percent an iterative process. You might have an idea in your head, like, "Oh, if I say it like this, I think this is going to be really clear and compelling." Now, and then you put it in front of the target peop- uh, audience, and they're like, huh? "What?" <laughs> like what I did at winter. So at winter, I'm 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 you know using my own product. And so I'm always trying to come up with a new headline that conveys the value in a compelling uh, yet uh, concise way. So I came up with this headline, make them want it. And I thought uh, that's really good because like make your target customer want whatever you're selling. I thought it's, you know, concise. It's like pack some emotional punch. And I was really proud of myself. And then I, I did a message test on it and people are like, Make who want what? Or, ooh, this sounds a little, um, you know, sexy or uh, there's some (laughs) sexual innuendo there. And I'm like, holy shit, yeah, that's right. Not what I was going for. And so there's this old saying, forgot who the author is, but like the problem with communication is is the illusion that it happened. In my mind, I'm communicating in a very compelling fashion, but really I'm not. And so unless you, you get data that your headline is falling flat, you keep it, which is why most companies keep their their copy on their, the messaging on their website, the website the way it was for years. Who says it's bad? Like It's your opinion against mine. So it's absolutely um, an iterative process. My recommendation for how to do the process is you start with a survey. Survey of your target audience. So maybe you use your own email list or you also use people who who are not your customers yet. And what you want to understand is like, what are their top pains, pain points, when it comes to whatever you're solving, right? What are their desired gains? How are they measuring that success? Like which metrics? Like they are tasked at work to move certain metrics, conversion rate, or whatever it is, right? You want to understand what are the general priorities and how they think about things. And that information should shape your information hierarchy. What goes above the fold? What's next, third thing, fourth thing, and so on. And all those blocks should mirror the priorities of your target customer. And obviously like different companies in, in B2B settings have different priorities, but for the most part, there's a usually significant overlap. Like all conversion optimization people want to increase the conversion rate and revenue per user, whatever, right? Even though the, the, the little details might, might vary. So once you, you understand like what they want, what the priorities are, now you do the message test, you understand the problems. And then once you understand, okay, this headline is not working, or this paragraph is not communicating the product the way it doesn't represent it accurately. You know, could we say it like this or like that? Or this third, there's, you know, there's infinite ways to say something. So there's basically test type that you can call, that we call preference testing. Which is you you write three versions of the headline or the paragraph and whatever, and you can do it manually. You you know, go be to go to people that are unfamiliar with your business. Maybe your friends, maybe your mom, your family, have them read the three versions and, uh, and tell you, hey, I like this one best because blah blah blah. It might be hard for you to find people who are your exact ICPs, but really your messaging should be so clear that you know anybody can understand, you know. Or you can do you know you can use winter for this or whatever you know uh, and so you test, okay, this headline works, and then um that that way you can basically figure out the individual components of the messaging, and then you do another message test again, you find out what's unclear, what's uncomp- you know et cetera et cetera you're fixing problems in the end, right? sometimes you're introducing new problems when you're fixing them, so yes, it's like any type of optimization work, right.
1: Exactly, only with qualitative data, which is uh, very much ignored by the product community often. So uh, mm. if anything, I think this podcast should make you want to get back into work because if we go to the initial problem, so you're a product manager, you discovered that it's easy for you to do a survey on the custom, current customers. You don't even need to get permission from the marketing department who does the landing pages. It's easy for you to quickly do a mock-up of the messages, do a test, And then go with all the data to the marketing team and say, hey guys, like I understand you are uh, optimizing for leads and getting those signups, but look, I've tested these messages and the people that go through these are the most qualified and get us the most customers. And it's a conversation starter. You need to start somewhere. So uh, yeah, that could be one way to go about it. But now I want to go into another situation with smaller companies and not only, But there are these companies who are not very well-known brands, like very well-known brands can say almost everything. They are well-known and they have the luxury to not be clear about the product. They they, they can do that, but the smaller companies can't. And even if we go to your example, like make them want it, it's like Nike or the big companies can say that and it would be amazing messaging. But how much of what you do should be in your messaging?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you can also try to uh, boil the ocean, right? Meaning like you're trying to say too many things. So the key key aspect of working with messaging is like, what are the top three, maybe top five maximum things our target customer should absolutely know about us? And you want to focus on those key messages. I want them to know that, you know, what it is, who should use it and then what do you use us for right and then maybe a competitive advantage like what is our ownliness that's that's maybe what we want to communicate and you obviously have a lot more things to say you don't want to put everything on your key landing page which is your home page so you have you know multiple pages because the main idea is that if you pique somebody's curiosity and interest oh this speaks to my my pains my desired gains now they're willing to invest a little bit more time into, you know, going through the sub pages or whatever. And so you definitely don't want to, you know, say too much. So three to five key ideas. And each idea is like a, a block, a paragraph with an example.
1: Perfect. And yeah, I love this about wanting, and you want to say too too many things and you want to boil the ocean, but there are some markets out there that are very, very competitive. And pretty much everything you want to say, one of the big players says it. So if you are just starting into that market and almost anything you would say like in, I don't know, in the CRM world or in the email marketing world, it's like, Mm. like there are so many big companies that they do everything. Even if you do something much better, probably your competition says that they do it even if they don't. So how do you address that?
0: Yeah, well, messaging cannot fix your differentiation problem. If you have a fundamental differentiation and, and, and positioning problem, words on your page is not the fix. So that's business strategy question. That and CEO, founder of the company, should own differentiation, you know, because that's core aspect of the business strategy. So if we are like any other CRM and maybe we have one more feature, yeah, I mean, you just that's just a bad place to be in. And I understand that differentiation is hard. But what you can do is you can build the vision of how we could become totally differentiated, either through innovation, so you you know you actually bring substantial innovation, you do things that others are not doing, or you you position your yourself in the market differently. So that could be about uh, going for a very speci- specific sl- uh, target segment. So for instance. Helpdesk software has been around since you know who, you know the start of the internet. Zendesk was already huge when Gorgias came to the market, and they just uh, they said like we cannot beat Zendesk at their at their game. And so what they did was they just focused on e-commerce, and then they built product features and so on, specifically solving for e-commerce specific use cases and pain points. And now they. I also actually became better for e-commerce, right? And and then now new startups joining the space, they can't anymore be helpdesk for e-commerce and win like Gorgeous Tea. That That's kind of taken. Gorgeous is like owning that market. You got to like even zoom in even more. So I am a help desk for automotive parts e-commerce stores. Like Of course, you need to do your own calculations. If that market is big enough to feed you, I don't know. But like, that's just an example of like, that's a p- way to position yourself differently. And then solve for the very particular use cases and problems of that niche uh, niche market. So if your target is everybody, it's, it's a very hard life. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is. And it is a grinding job, especially in competitive uh, markets. Like it's not going to, I'm not going to do. Uh, a landing page or a messaging or positioning and it's going to explode. It's not working like that and I think a lot of companies expect it to work like that. From your experience, how long does it take, how much work does it take to hit a good messaging? Something that really starts working and starts picking up. Uh, How many iterations, how many resources, how much effort Mm -hmm. should they put in that?
0: Yeah. So, for the key messages, let's say you let's say you're working on your homepage. Uh, in my experience, like a survey and maybe four or five iteration, and you get to a very good place. You know, like there's always room for or perfection. Is you know, is a moving target. But to get to a totally great, clear, compelling messaging, I think you can get there. You know, in 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 a matter of couple of weeks, depending on how fast you can iterate on the messaging there. So, and obviously you have then. You maybe you have multiple products. You have then multiple pages to work with. So those are all extra. Or if you have multiple ICPs, different ICPs might need different messages because they have different pains, different priorities, et cetera. But like for a single single product, single ICP, I think a couple of weeks, four or five iterations. We recently had this experience. We work with AppQues, which is a product adoption uh, platform. So they had messaging that was like how is this, you know, different or better than Pendo and all these other companies? It's a very competitive space. And the messaging was kind of like, Meh. and uh, I want to say after a four or five iterations, survey, a couple of preference tests, they increased their visit to trial conversion rate by 74% just by changing the word, some design aspects as well, which, but basically it's always message first. And the design is like how to better communicate that message and the hierarchy of the page, uh, yeah, it doesn't take long Yeah,
1: That's actually very aligned to, to our experience. It took us uh, five iterations, I think, two months, and we got close to 100% increase as well. So oh, wow. it was tough for us as well. You know, when you do the first one, you kind of want to close yourself in a closet and never open the doors again You're like it's oh, like, yeah. I'm terrible brutal, yes.
0: uh,
1: mm. and then you go to the second and the third and when you get to the one where everybody answers exactly as you hope for that's a big win and it happens so yes, yes. definitely recommend people to to go through this exercise because you discover you rediscover yourself basically you'll you'll find how to say what you do much in a better way that you surprise yourself Uh, you won't believe how you communicated a couple of weeks or months uh, before that's
0: that's exactly right yeah i just built a landing page for for cxl for a new product that we we launched at cxl and i wrote the copy and i was like oh this is you know logical order uh, makes sense i think it's pretty compelling and clear put it in in front of winter just today actually and got a visit credit. It was just so horrible. <laughs> People like, who wrote this? What garbage? Is it? I don't get at all. Like it doesn't make any sense and it's weak and I'm like oh shit eat some humble pie <laughs> yes it's, and, you know, get uh, back to is. work
1: <laughs> yes well let's uh, I always close the podcast with this question how are you different as a person because of the work you're doing the message in in your professional life with your messaging do you see messaging everywhere you go do you do you care of messaging when you communicate with your family or anything like that.
0: Hard, hard to say I'm, I'm i'm not consciously thinking about this you know there is a like a, a professional creditism that creeps in whenever i see a website i'm like looking at their messaging <laughs> so that is that is a habit but mostly it's like i did years of just regular experimentation conversion optimization and and running a b test as a consultant and, and otherwise and so that build, measure, learn mindset and, and everything is a hypothesis. And, uh, we're, we, you know, as long as we're learning and improving, everything is fine. So you got to bring that mindset. So, you know, otherwise it can be disheartening.
1: Perfect. Thank you very much, Pep, for joining our podcast. And uh, yes, for everyone else, go check out Winter because it's uh, definitely worth it.
0: Thank you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Data-Led Podcast, brought to you by Inner Trends. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. If you were inspired by what you heard, leave a rating and review. We love hearing from you. We can't wait for you to join us on our next episode of the Data-Led Podcast.